Rock the Ripple. Rock the Ripple. The Rock the Ripple Podcast with Narita McInnes. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock the Ripple podcast. I'm your host, Narita McInnes. As always, it is so awesome to be here with you. And today is a very special day because not only am I just sitting here with an awesome person next to me, this person is Dale Holmes. Welcome, Dale, to the show. <laughs> How was that? No, that was terrible. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> What's up? No, it's good, good to have a chat. Yeah. Like, probably planned it for a for a while, haven't we? Yeah, so yeah, it's been a long time in the making. And I feel like we'll probably we might chat each other's faces off, and there's um, you know, <laughs> we can go anywhere with this. So, um, now to everyone who's been following along with the podcast, by the way, um, this was built on the premise like I have write down so many sticky notes and so many ideas in notebooks and things like that. And the podcast started with me just grabbing one pot, one sticky note and just jamming on that and just see seeing whatever will come through. And on those sticky notes, of course, I would write down names of people that I want to chat to. And Dale, you are, of course, one of those people on the sticky notes. So <laughs> you're the first one. You're popping the Rock the Ripple Cherry for the interviews. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you t- <laughs> <laughs> tick that off the list? Who else you got on there? Oh, I've got so many. I've got Alicia, Donovan. I've got uh, other people. Yeah, uh, so many um, people that I've spoken to before. Um, James Gilliland, I spoke to him probably about three years ago. Just so many different names. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, I don't think you'll have any trouble getting them on. They'll, they'll do it. Well, you yeah, got so yeah that was probably three I think about three years ago when I was back doing interviews then so uh, as I was saying to you off air like I haven't done an interview chat chinwag for a while so I'm getting my um socks back on what do you say what's the saying when, when you're getting your legs back oh, there's a saying Dale yeah, dipping your feet in the water I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no that's not it, that's yeah, not I, it. Know, I know I know what you're saying yeah yeah get your um jelly uh your legs back you know like when Nah, I'm not going to remember it. It'll yeah. come to us halfway through. <laughs> now get get Donovan on though. He'd be Donovan be good. Yeah, no, I've chatted to him before, and he's he's keen as well. I think it's just timing, isn't it? All the time with these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh well, hey, I haven't had a chat with Donovan for a long time. No. But um, I've been I've been watching him a bit. He's been doing these lives because they've been having these events in Canberra. And, mm. uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, well, I haven't been as online the last sort of few, maybe a month or so, but I haven't seen his lives. And he usually does some pretty bloody good ones, doesn't he? I like, yeah, I just, I like the way Donovan, like the way he thinks. Yeah, same. Um, he's very balanced, actually. Mm. I like him. Yeah, yeah. I have to get a chat. Maybe get the three of you on. Yeah. Right. Well, that includes <laughs> me, obviously, <laughs> the three of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Dale, before we jump into everything, um, so for the people who don't know who you are um, or much about you, do you want to give a bit of an intro and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I struggle like putting a label. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm like a floating bit of a nomad at the moment. I just been, um, yeah, I guess I I don't know. I'd um what do you call me? I just I, I make like videos and stuff every yeah. now and then. 
Um, I don't like, I guess I don't, I don't structure kind of anything. I sort of go with the flow and just whatever comes up on the day, if, and when it comes up, I'll, I'll speak about, um, I don't really like being called an activist or an advocate or anything like that. I'm just mm. kind of, um, using, just using my voice to, to put my, express myself, I guess, is mm. what I'm like. Um, so, yeah, and I, I guess, yeah, what have I, I mean, like I had a pretty strong focus on ritual abuse sort of stuff. I was doing a lot of videos on that years ago. Um, and that was, I guess, really, it was when the whole, all the stuff pandemic started in 2020. And I was, I was, I guess I was trying to like maybe shock people into, <laughs> yeah, I know, if they, um, if the elites are capable of this sort of stuff, then they probably don't have your, your health. <laughs> they probably don't have your health, you know, your health in, what's the word? I can't even speak. Properly. Best interest. Best interest. interest. Probably, Is that yeah. what you go for? Yeah. So interest I think I, I, yeah, I, I kind of was doing that, but then, um, yeah, I, I guess I'll focus on like a bit of esoteric stuff and then, um, and then just the day-to-day conspiracy, the, mm global conspiracy but yeah like trying to have a bit of a balance i guess like that's my motive has been like to show people the surface level agenda Mm. and then show that that's an expression of something much greater Mm. and then that basically takes you back to self all of it really and um exposing all the dark stuff too it just really it brings you back to the polarity of the of evil right so I guess that was my motivation. I don't know. I don't know what you call me. I, I don't know. Mm, well, <laughs> call you Dale, Dale. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I but think... yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably like the same as you too. Like I know you've you've been aware of this information and that for many years, and yeah, it was it was a struggle, wasn't it? Years ago, we basically you had to you had to really live in two worlds back then. Mm. Um, and I, I think it was really, it was more like an interest than like a hobby. It was like an obsessive hobby, but like cause all I was doing was yeah, researching for like for years. And, I'm, and I mean like hours and hours every day for like decades. And then you kind of just kept it quiet, didn't you? And then you'd throw a few lines at a party to certain people. And occasionally you'd, because you, I guess you were always looking for someone. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a, like, they didn't have to know all this stuff, but just be a little bit open. Yeah like oh cool i can have a conversation with someone about um i get that that was the beauty of like when 2020 happened was um you can now have these conversations with so many more people um, mm. and people think that like nothing's happening and there's no there's no shift taking place and you would know too like if you looked back many years ago it's mm. blatantly obvious there's been a huge shift in um in the collective consciousness Oh, massive. It's massive. And you know, I can totally relate. Like you would, you'd be looking at for those people at the parties that you can yeah. have those conversations with because they're just like, they're just so mind expanding and you just, I don't know. It's not that, yeah, any conversation is better or worse, but it's just, you've been looking and researching and obsessing over this stuff. And it's great to be able to ha- have a chat with someone who has looked at that stuff as well. And I mean, there's so many layers as well, let's be honest. Yeah. But it's because you had to, I mean, like, I don't know what you were like, but like with me, like I grew up in like country town and it was pretty much like sport and then drinking. That was pretty much, yeah. 
<laughs> I'll be right. As it, and like, I like that kind of stuff, but there was always, I always was into this other stuff on the, on the side. Mm. And um, yeah, it's like, I mean, to like, to fit in, you kind of, I went out and did all the stupid shit, but then I, there was like this other, other part of myself that I was kind of hiding from people. Like I would express it, but mm. you just get shut down or I got shut down all the time. You're an idiot. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Dale's fucking lost it. Um, but yeah, it kind of, uh, it, it was good. Like when 2020 happened again too, like all these, all these people that hung shit on me for years, I all like reaching out going, Oh, what do you think's happening? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they could kind of sense that something was really off mm. and, um, and that they were being lied to. So it's, but I mean, it's just good. Um, like David Icke always said, um, if you speak, what you know to be true it doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds to you know to like mainstream society eventually if that's if it's true then it will be proven to be so eventually so it's you you just gotta you speak it when it's uncomfortable because like at the moment it's not really it's not uncomfortable to speak the truth now it's 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 very open Mm. but the early days are really there was like a lot to lose and it was it was really uncomfortable and it you know, it can sever relationships and stuff like that. Mm. And, um, but yeah, like to me, I've almost gone back now. I'm very, very much hooked into just normal life. And like, I've seen this huge um, distorted polarity within the truth and freedom movement. Right. And to me, it's just drawn me right, right back to center again, where I'd, I'd almost rather engage with the so the so-called normie <laughs> than some of the some of those on the um, on the fringe of the conspiracy or freedom movement or whatever you want to call it do you know what I mean it's um yeah. it's interesting how you get pushed and pulled because mm. it's it can get really extreme on that side as well and that's not where you want to be like you you do and you do you've done the hero's journey and we're always doing it as well and then you've come back to center and you know yeah you want to you're walking in two worlds aren't you yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's um, yeah, you'd know again too. Like yeah, with the hero's journey or the completion, when you you re-enter the new world, or you re-enter the old world at the end, is you're the master of two worlds. So, mm. and that's all that that is the balance point because you got to operate. You know, because there's so many that have this belief that you need to run away from the system. I'm not going to be part of the system, and that's that's a real distortion too because you are you are part of the system. Mm. And, um, and while the system exists, you're part of it. You can't, you can't escape that. So it's yeah, the master of two worlds is operating, being able to operate in both while still holding, you know, holding your integrity at the same time. And I think like with the like central bank digital currency and stuff that they're going to bring in, that's going to be, that's going to be one of the ultimate challenges of being the master of two worlds. Yeah. You. How do you navigate that? Because I don't see that being a, a permanent thing. I think it'll come in for a, a you know, a brief amount of time. And again, it's just another test. Mm. Um, like, how do you, how do you navigate around that when that comes in? Yeah. And like, I don't really see a right or wrong. Like, um, you know, to how much do you engage if they bring in a digital currency? Like, if there if there's no way out of that, and um, you know, if you want to be setting up 
systems and communities and stuff like this and probably you probably should have been doing that two decades ago where people are like frantically they're like oh we're going to create a community it's like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you, <laughs> you still yeah going to have to be reliant some sort on the outside system right so mm, yeah how do you when do you how do you see that all coming in like when do you see I mean yeah, it's going to be interesting because we won't really know how it's going to play out. And that's, I guess, part of the movie that we're all in, the game of life that we get to see how it's unfolding. Even though we create our own reality, of course, it's still this unfoldment of everything. Hey. Well, I mean, it, it has to take place and like it will take place just purely on just purely on the science of the of a fair currency. Mm-hmm. It, it has to collapse anyway. But um, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't. I don't like talking about when. I don't think it really matters, but nah. you know they do do it on um on the yearly solar calendar at the harvest time, which is o- October, November in the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. That's why they have um the you know the big Sabbath date, which is Halloween, thirty first October. Yeah, that's like yeah, if because the Sabbath's like you split the calendar into an eight part calendar of the year. That's one of the key Sabbaths, and that's you know that's the harvest. That's why they did child sacrifice at that time but that's you know it's connected in with um uh with the economy mm. I think it's um yeah usually around libra season too or that so i don't know i think i've always said if they're going to do it well when they do it'll be october november so mm. but i don't i kind of like a lot of people are saying it's going to collapse this year but i would i would suggest that if you follow u.s politics and that that there's um that they wouldn't want to collapse the system while um, while they've still got um, the election to run, mm, you know what yeah. I mean? so, so it could even be next year, and that's like that's a, like a painful prospect. <laughs> <laughs> when you want things to happen, and mum keeps asking me, she's like, "When's the collapse?" Like, mum, mum was stocking up before the pandemic for the, for the <laughs> yeah, she's still got stuff there from two years ago doesn't no, she? she's been she's been she's given up she's plowing through it all now because <laughs> she's eating it uh, all this um all this shit food that you'd never eat because i was buying like fucking tin baked beans all this sort of crap but like i never eat and then because it was never going to be tempting to eat because i would never eat that crap yeah like, yeah uh, but yeah like I went dad's the other day and he's eating like tin spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's never been eaten in their house ever. Ever. Like, just sitting there like, it's oh. like we're going to get rid of this shit. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Far out. There is so much that I want to chat to you about because obviously you're, I think the one thing people who know you and watch and listen to you, they, I think they really resonate with a how you present your information because you're just having a chat and you're just sharing what comes through. But the amount of research that you've done, like you said at the start, is just phenomenal. And the way that you retain information to me, I just blows my mind because I'll, I'll take in so much. Like I've gone down so many different rabbit holes. Then to I can explain some things, but you remember the names. You remember like there's just so much there, and I guess like what what makes you just yeah I, I just I guess I just wanted to really just say that that's just phenomenal in itself and I guess it's because you're passionate about it isn't it I think I don't know I always think you you retain stuff that I mean my retention's actually really shit with a lot of things is so it like, <laughs> other yeah, things yeah. yeah yeah but like if I'm if I'm really into something I'll I'll retain it but I also think um like if you watch videos say if like someone's watching this 
you might remember snippets, but um, yeah, but like a lot of the stuff that like I talk about is it's it's not new stuff. It's like information that I had years ago, and and it's stuff I got out of books. Yeah, and I don't know if you're the same. I think everyone's got different um learning styles and that, but for me, like when I read something, it um it, it sinks in. Mm. But I used to do like a lot of reading and then like highlighting and then going back and rereading stuff as well. And I think, um, I don't know, do you remember like at school and stuff? Remember they used to go, okay, go home and study. And I'm like, I, I don't, like, I was never taught how to study. I don't, what, mm. like, what do you do? do you... <laughs> I guess you just, yeah, do you just read yeah. the books and just like I don't, write yeah, it down? Yeah, I do remember like the our year 12 English exam, we had to do, um, cause you had to do like two novels. And I wasn't really interested in, you know, like fictional books. I just didn't, didn't really like it. But mm. yeah, so you had to remember like eight quotes from the book by rote. It's mm. so like, I, I didn't know how to study. So you just like, you just write it and write it and write it and read it. <laughs> um, and I get that's like, that is the modern education system. It's not really intelligence. It's, just, it's your ability to retain information. So yeah, yeah. even like you saying, you know, like that, yeah, like that I'm probably good at that. There's, there's huge difference between intelligence and wisdom. Mm. sometimes I think someone that's really good is someone that's got wisdom but, but then has the ability to express that because sometimes you just know stuff but you can't you can't verbalize it yeah I think there's that kind of like what you were getting to like you, you're like I've got I've, I've got this understanding but I just can't how do I articulate it into words and that's yeah. why I mentioned David Icke at the start the reason um reason I've loved his work so well is because he's got the intellect the wisdom and he can he has the the ability to express it and in such yeah. a way like that's I love people like that. Yeah, he just does it in a way that's just it's it's simple for for people to understand. Like you don't need to be a scientist, rocket scientist, or some sort of. He yeah. just puts it in simple terms. Yeah, I usually not, um, his books oh, yeah, aren't know. his books aren't intellectual. No, all, right, anyone, and that, that's his because you can pick up these you know, like the so-called ac- academic books and stuff, it's just all jargon, right? And that's mm. that's not getting your point across to, to you know, the, the average man, right? So yeah. it, it's an ability in itself to be able to take complex ideas and, and, uh, and explain them really simply. Yeah, yeah, that takes intelligence and wisdom, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, for me, like you were saying before, like, I would have all this information and sometimes I can express it and I'm like, excellent. I just can do it. But then other times I just write it out. Like for me, I, I love to write. And then I can sort of, when I'm doing that, I'm sort of expressing it to myself. Like it's like, it's coming through to explain it to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think writing helps retain it even more. Right. But, that, but that's yeah. your own information. You've already got it. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of healing in, in writing as well yeah so, um because it, you know it's connecting both both hemispheres of the brain while you're doing it yeah I was just about to say that yeah and it's and when you physically write and use pen as well like I'm a massive advocate for that writing down you know what you want to affirm what you want to create but also just to let it all out it's so powerful yeah. so so powerful mm. so yeah. how, many, how much of um cause you're an author right how many books you written uh I've written I've written two and I, um, I definitely feel like I've got more to come. 
but I'll just trust the timing on that. And I think, yeah, that'll come at the right time. But yeah, and I've also um, created uh, journals as well. So I've got the Frequency Shift Journal and that's an actual um, planner journal, but for people to uh, help them reprogram their subconscious mind. So it's got tools in there for you to do that. So like you were saying before, like repetition is so powerful. It's almost like you're uh, MK altering yourself for the positive. Uh, so yeah. if you want to create a better life, you want to raise your vibration, not in a fluffy way, but um, to, you know, align with the frequency of your highest potential, then you've got to do the work. Everything begins within, as we know. So then we do the work each day on our mindset on and creating what it is we want to create. Same as what we would do if we go to the gym to build muscle. We're building our inner muscles to be who all that we came here to be. So that's sort of what I love to do. So that's, yeah, part of what I do as well. So mm -hmm. how, did, how did you first, like, get into that? Like, what was what was your spark that got you into that stuff? Like, all the personal development kind of stuff? Yeah, like the, even like, yeah like, I guess, like, and the, the subconscious mind. Oh, well, def the subconscious mind is, I was doing all this work and I've done so much work on myself, lots of healing, um, you know, wanting to know myself better, to be to, to be a better version. And I'd, I keep hit, sort of hitting this wall and I couldn't understand why I couldn't break through. And then at some point along the way, I heard people talking about the subconscious mind. And for a lot of people, they probably knew about this earlier than me and doesn't matter because everything's divine timing anyway so and I think I had to have that actually to realize how powerful it actually was and that the patterns and programs that we've got running in our subconscious mind from this life but also our past lives which is all happening right now of course but um, our ancestral things trauma all that sort of stuff is running how we operate in our lives and those things can be blind to us because we might not we might not be aware that those things are actually holding us back and it can be around any topic it can be money fitness um, worthiness not feeling good enough all of those things and if you have a belief and a pattern or program that's running in your subconscious mind that says I'm not good enough then whether you're aware of it or not you are operating from that frequency that I'm not good enough. So when you got, you're out and about, like you might be uh, having conversations with people thinking that person is better than you and they deserve more just because you've got that program running, which of course isn't true. It's just a pattern and program, which you would have developed uh, at a, a younger age or in the past, like I've said, but uh, to protect yourself from perhaps a trauma that was happening to you when you were, when you were younger or that your mother or your father experienced. So those traumas, um, and they can be big traumas or they can be little, and usually there's a core trauma to start off with, uh, that then creates the the life that you lead because you, you know, if, you, if something happens to you, say, let's just say someone picked on you at school and they weren't very nice to you, you, you might go, well, I never want to have that feeling again. So you create a pattern that you then work for, I'll, I'll people please, I'll be nice to everyone. And then that way I won't have these um, issues anymore. And that's how a people pleaser will be born. Or um, so you're operating from something that might've protected you in that moment uh, that you thought would be helpful. But then, um, you know, as you go out in life later on, it's actually not protecting you to please everyone all the time because then you're not pleasing yourself and you're not living your truth. So yeah, that's, that's, it got, 
it it just ignited something in me and I realized that of course we create our own reality and also being passionate about wanting to uh create a better world and realizing of course that if we want to see humanity thrive because everything begins within we ourselves must thrive and then that way that creates the ripple effect that spreads further and further and raises the vibration of the planet so there's more there's so much more depth to it than just you know um let's make the world a better place if yeah, that's well, what i was saying yeah it's that's interesting because um I mean, so many, so many people, and you'll see these people that especially jump into activism and stuff too. There's so many, like, a lot of broken people, right? And it's, mm. um, it's all externalizing, um, you know, what, what they feel, right? They're, they're jumping into that, that area to, to fill a void of, um, but it's same with like, you think people will always say, oh, these MP, NPCs are everywhere. All that is, it's like, they're not actually, connected to some AI hive mind and maybe to some degree they are but, <laughs> they but really it's well they kind of are but it's um it's the subconscious is running them yeah and the, the ones that are the most mpc right is like their entire life is a subconscious program mm. that means they don't have any original thought which means they don't have any original behavior everything everything is a programmed insert not just mm. from their own experiences but then subconscious programming that's coming through <clears throat> through media and technology and everything else mm. um like you know you know when you speak to people right and they're just they're just repeaters they're just repeating um certain mantras on the media and then you'll see it in the spiritual community you like have these people that, um and they're, they're just repeating all these spiritual mantras that are like catchphrases mm. you know maybe there's there's no meaning to any of it and i'm like have you ever thought about what that word means or um, I, and I guess that's like, without even doing the so-called here, the first step is like, you got to have like some sort of self-evaluation. Mm, yeah. Like, like I've, um, like, I mean, obviously I've still got programs running everywhere. Right. But yeah. I'm like, I look back and I go, fuck, I've like, I, I do this all the time or I do this or like, is, is that actually my belief? Is that something that's been instilled into me? Um, yeah. Heaps of things. Mm. But yeah. and you've got to at least start it going, oh, fuck, like, yeah, why do I believe that? Why do I behave like this? Where most people would just accept, all that, you know, that's is what we do. Well, it comes down to self-awareness and it's the more aware you are of yourself, the more, and that comes back to getting to know yourself and who you really are. And, you know, I think, and that that is why everything does. It begins within and when you can, notice yourself in situations see where you're triggered and because when triggers are really a gift because it's showing you what needs to be healed or looked at um or someone is just an asshole <laughs> you got you know you got to be discerning as well but you know usually a trigger will give you some information about um about yourself and it's reflecting back to you something that you you don't really like about yourself or some or some pain that you've uh, haven't dealt with yet um I think, I mean, that, that can be such a gift as well. You know, we're here to grow and expand and evolve. So, of course, you know, if we're wanting to align with the frequency of our highest potential as well, that's the work that I like to do. It means that it's not going to always be pretty and sexy. It's going to be like you'll be faced with the things that you need to face in order to grow to the next level. Yeah. Mm. I, I've, had a, I've had a couple of triggers this way. Actually. Have you? 
What's been going on, Dale? Tell yeah, us not, not for a long time. Just, you know, like there are these people in my chat. I never go into my chat, and they were just like, I don't know if they're agents or whatever. They they divert every conversation to the like, the Jewish problem, right? Yes, like, oh, I've seen some like, of your videos on yeah, that. But that's yeah. why they're like, call out these people. I'm like, and the, I think the reason it triggered me is because that's all I used to speak about years ago. That's yeah. like I went down that rabbit hole, and that's all I spoke about. And then I realized like that was like actually an instilled program into me and I was completely off balance there. And then I'm seeing it in other people. Um, and that's triggered me. But like one, one that I, I've spoke about a few times was I like a lot of religious programming as a kid. Like we weren't, we weren't heavily religious or anything, but I was just told about like heaven and God and all this sort of stuff. And, and I would, I was beyond terrified when I was told I was going to heaven. I was like, that scared scared the shit out of me even though i was told it was a lovely place that the way i was being explained was like it was like finite and yeah. then and then I, w- I would contemplate like well where did, where did god come from where did i come from I, but like i was never born like i knew this stuff when i was four but there was there was like a blockage there mm. that um it actually like it was beyond terrifying and then I, I realized over time that that was, um, there was a part, there was something there that was blocking my access to know that I was infinite. It was putting like a fear blocker there to like, so I would never know my infinite self that I would, I would, ha- I'd have to stay within this finite realm. Mm. It's, it's hard to explain like kind of what we are saying before, but um, like, and like, I don't think that program even come from, this lifetime i think that was triggered when i was a little kid by information that i was told but to me i think that's like that's a deeply embedded program mm. within um yeah within my soul imprint do you think um like i feel like that and it kind of comes back to well a you were talking about you were operating from fear which is not the best level of consciousness for us to be able to operate and make best decisions from, but also um, the the saviour, like externalising where when really we're sovereign beings as well. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, I think that's kind of what it was because like I I knew even like yeah when I was that young like when I was four I knew that I was that I was never created. I knew that you know that I was infinite. Even, mm. I, I remember thinking when I was four years old, I'm like, I've been here forever. This is like, it's not four years. Four years mm-hmm. is like a blip. And I'm like, no, like I know I've been here forever, but then people are telling me I was created by God. And I'm like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, like who created him and I exist with him, but I exist beyond. And like, this is sort of shit. I, I was thinking about before I was going to bed and it was just doing my head in, but yeah. Is this was, when you were four years old, Dale? You were four thinking, years old. And I was having like. Crikey. Um, I was thinking about, you know, what. What, what I was doing tomorrow in the sand pit, but <laughs> I would do that too. But it was always, it was like when I, I didn't think about it until I went to bed every night yeah. when I went to bed, then I went, and then I used to, um, I used to pray to God every night, mm. but I was never like, I was never trained to do that. No one told me to do that. Yeah. It was, um, I was just doing that myself. <laughs> it's bizarre. It is bizarre, isn't it? It's just, yeah. So like, where, why does it like, I'm not just talking me, but like anyone, but how does, how does a child come in and is thinking that? And, and these are the things that I've only sort of began to understand probably in the last five years of like, why I was actually thinking that as a kid, mm. so where does that come from, right? That didn't come from my lived experience in the four years that I'd been alive. 
Nah. This was like this was like some innate knowing that I that I came in with. Mm. Yeah. Which then goes goes into like when you said that, that got me thinking about um the kids who remember like their past lives. Like I've got a beautiful dear friend and her kid um was talking about how he chose her and what he was doing um beforehand and she you know she sort of played along it freaked her out but you know it you know she played along and he just said oh you had a beautiful smile that's why I chose you and like a lot of the stuff that he was saying like there's just no way that he would know that sort of stuff like that's one of the rabbit holes I've found so fascinating and read books on it and just just things like that as well like I know it's a little bit off tangent from what you're saying but also um yeah like I I remember as well when I was younger, like I, I didn't, I, I just remember being in this room and looking, looking out the, the window and it was a, like a cloudy day thinking, oh, I had this feeling not of dread, but like heaviness, like I've got to do this again. <laughs> does, does, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I've got to, I don't know if it was this life again or just be here again or something like, or it's like my, I knew what was ahead, like it was a bit of a road ahead. I don't know, but yeah. Have you ever had anything like that? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I was even with the whole with the whole COVID thing and that too. Mm. It's um I mean it's bizarre the whole awakening started started around the issue of vaccines because um yeah, like I said, my like growing up, my mum was staunch against them forever like Mm. that was like ingrained into me that you know these things are bad you don't ever put them in your body mum was you know she was always researching we used to go to homeopath and stuff that was um used to do detoxification and and all that sort of thing and then I was like when when the pandemic started like because I I, I'd said for years I like they're going to vaccinate the world Mm. and that I'd already made that decision that once that came that under no circumstance would I ever I'd ever take a needle under under any circumstance so then yeah when that when that time came it was it was just an easy decision and it it didn't matter like what I had to lose um that decision was already made but I I remember at that time and the the mask was the biggest trigger ever for me Mm. I was just like no I'm not doing any of this I'm not not playing along with any of this and I was still working at the time they they said well you gotta start wearing a mask to school. And I just emailed my boss and I said, I'm not doing that. There's absolutely no way I'm <laughs> do you know what I mean? I will yeah. will not do that. Like I was um I didn't lose my job straight away and up getting exemption. But the reason that I mentioned that is because I when when that time came, I like I something inside of me said, You've been here before. Mm. And not, not even like it's not even like a past life that was similar it's like I remember being at this time in this place in this exact same position I remember this mm. and I'm not doing it again and I, I, I had done past life regressions and the theme was the same every time yeah it was like my um I was I had to do something to get along or progress or not be physically hurt mm-hmm. and I would fight it and fight it and fight it but then the pressure got too much and I would I'd cave. I'd always have to cave. And um and the, my past lives and then I always lived in sorrow and I always died of a heart attack, right? So it was <laughs> it was kind of weird because and I'm just like, oh, this was like, I don't know, this information was flooding into me and I'm I'm like, I'm not 
that like my whole existence for this this time and place now is just to remember my sovereignty and mm. I'm not giving that up yeah it was it was that steadfast and like like some people mates just said well just put a mask on like, what does it matter like to go to the mm. super I'm like I'm not doing it mm. <laughs> um yeah and I guess that's the whole situation we're in now was like just the cowardice of people but it, you know, people go, oh, you know, if they knew more that they they shouldn't do it. But I'm like, well, they, they don't really. If, mm. if they really know, if you really know what it's about and it's like it's a, to you come back to your own sovereignty, if they if they were already aligned with that, then it would never happen. Mm. And do so you think as – oh, go, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, do you think as well because we live in a um, – a universe or reality that has the law of polarity and like where duality, like you've got to have players that are playing different parts of the game in order for it to make sense. Absolutely. Like even though, yeah. yeah, like even though like you've talked about before as well, like the pendulum swung so far one way and then we've swung, we're swinging so far back the other way, but really it's about being centered as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, you were in my course when I kind of like spoke yeah <laughs> because it's um yeah if people just get the idea that the un the universe is a universe of contrast so it's just contrasting expressions so and then if you go on the concept of a, a synthetic um simulation within within the universe then it, that has to express itself there has to be a contrast of expressions to mm. play to play out that scenario because there needs to be friction required because there's no friction it would it would have just been easy yeah if, if everyone understood it and everyone woke up at the same time, there's no resistance. There's no, there's no learning. So everyone at, at that level, there's, it's just all role-playing really. Mm, yeah. When you said that, it got me thinking about um, Star Wars. Do you watch Star Wars? Do you ever watch any? <laughs> I, yeah. Not, not for ages. I did. Yeah. I have watched them. Yeah. The... I, I, never, I never saw the last one actually. Oh, the, last... the very last one. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I think I don't know which one this one was in, but it was one of the newer ones, which would be before. But now talking about the um, oh, they were playing chess with like the live hologram. Um, hologram. That's another thing to chat about. Uh, um, but they were playing chess, and then the like. Oh, what happened? They were talking about who does the um imper like who does the oh fuck I can't remember. The Imperial Pints like does all this, uh, creates all the spaceships and everything for the dark side. And then the guys like, well, they create them for the light side as well. So it's not like the same people are, uh, yeah, behind it all. Yeah. Didn't articulate that very well. Maybe <laughs> one I'll need to write out, but you know what I'm I saying? Know, I know what you mean, but that, that, I mean, this goes in the concept with like that I've spoken about before that um, within the synthetic construct, there must be you must have polar expressions of the distortion. But because yeah. um, pe people always say, it's, you know, it's, it's dark versus light and all that, all these mantras again, right? Yeah. <laughs> because you can't have the dark without the light and you can't have the light without the dark and you can't, you can't create vibration. If everything's to the light, there's no vibration. You need, you need the polarity to create vibration, to create light. And, um, and, and that's what I see. And that's what I, I see as part of the synthetic matrix that it has to provide um, the light um, to the pole opposite of the distorted dark, but it's still, it's a distortion as well mm. to the light side. 
and, and that's kind of what I've I've tried to express like probably in the last six months a bit more that there is um yeah people call it the false lie but to me it, I, I just see it as a distortion and it's mm. if you go back to like what you were saying that um I mean we see it in the 3D level expression of how they'll fund both sides of of um any war right yeah and it's and it's the same um concept but on a spiritual level that there is negative um beings that are feeding off dark energy of, of fear and loose and all the rest of it mm. and then there's beings of the light that are feeding off worship and adoration to the mm. other side but at the top you have the same centralized entity that is actually um actually controlling both and yes. that's basically like if you look at you know god created lucifer because lucifer is because it's a polar expression of itself it is it is the same being mm. um, and that's what i've seen with this the distortion now to this it's very blatant to me now like with the with the trans stuff and the, and the open satanism that's everywhere that a lot of that it, it's they're, they're showing you all this you know evil that's the complete distortion on the dark side because this central figure wants to pull you over to the light side and it, it doesn't matter if you're on either side of the distortions it's still feeding off you mm, um, yeah. i mean like if people want to get into it he's got a bit of a different um concept of it but david ike's latest book is is really good it does go into is that the trap yeah the trap have you read you read it no i haven't read it yet no, i've got to get onto it really good yeah. but um yeah, because he goes it through goes through within the Gnostic text and stuff. And I'm not saying I didn't formulate this belief off David Icke. I was actually I was I was reading his book Gobsmacked that he's finally gone in this same direction that I that I've been saying for a long time. Mm. Um, I mean, and he has in lots of ways. But yeah, he was really starting to um, take on the entire sort of spiritual hierarchy and spiritual realm, and that mm. these light beings. And the dark pains are actually playing out a they're playing out a war and they are legitimately fighting each other but it's within a synthetic construct yeah um, i don't know if i went <laughs> i got a complete tangent there but the whole point is that um don't be pulled either way and mm. if you're if you're getting fed off through fear or if you're worshiping something you're still giving your power away and you haven't learned sovereignty and that sovereignty is in the middle to to almost be an observer um of both mm. to, yeah yeah and it I mean and that comes back to yourself as well observing how how you are in any because all of that is happening within still and so when we get pushed and pulled that's yeah it's still it's an opportunity for us to see where we need to sort of come back into balance as well and when you talk so you talk when you talk about the synthetic um you say synthetic matrix, don't you? And then there's, would you call it the organic matrix or ha or would you just call it um, pure consciousness? What would you call it? Um, it's hard one. Let's like, um, I mean, I, I like to go like off what, like more like um, what George Cavasilis says, that he just calls it, um, he, he, he calls a universal creator, which yeah. is, and so it's basically that we're in a universal construct of this, of this being. So there is, there is one being that is the creator of this universe and that includes every billions of multi-dimensional natures within that universe. Like it's, it's beyond comprehension how big it is. Yeah. 
um, but that you exist outside of that within within the infinite. But so as far as that, the, you have a light based light based construct of the universe that so that is an organic universe. Mm. But because the universe is contrasted expressions, that because there's an organic universe, there must be a synthetic within it because that's the that's the polar opposite. Mm. And it's and then the synthetic universe is just a replication of the organic. It's a it's a counter mimic. Yeah. And that goes into all the Yolda Bayoff kind of stuff and the Gnostic text that it says that, you know, the demiurge cannot, um, which is the false, like the false creator within that realm, that it cannot create anything new, but it, it, it's a master of counter mimicry. So it's, mm. it's just basically, it's a being that is trying to replicate the creator itself. Yeah. And then at some level we have decided or made a contract to enter into this synthetic universe with the, with the false creator so it's it takes away victimhood when you come from that understanding that you've actually entered into the synthetic realm and i get and part of that is i guess to because to me the whole universe is all about experience so if you want to do something or complete the universe and fully understand it then to understand what the synthetic is or even like you don't even need to look at a synthetic but that you can have an organic and then a technological based construct so to understand technology, you have to experience it. You have to be in its construct. Yeah. And and even the word synthetic, it kind because that kind of comes at, to say that it's not real. Yeah. Because if yeah. we say something synthetic, it means it's not, it's not real. But it, it is real. It is it's, real. Um, yeah. It's a part of the universe that is um, replicated the creator, but it's ba- done it based on technology. So it's like an entity that is. It's like a technological based entity but to say it's synthetic is not really true either it is because it's real it's a real um experience and and the, i just want to say that like the organic and the synthetic do exist symbiotically together so yeah. you're actually within both so yeah i don't see it as any type of essential or anything that needs to be taking place it's just you were tuning to the natural energy mm, yeah that's that i see is kind of like permeating into into this realm so i just got my phone ringing yeah, no, go for it. <laughs> anyway, mate, fuck all though. I don't know if it makes any sense, but I was... <laughs> no, no, it does. It does. I think, I I mean, it's just, yeah, I, there's so many things. I said to you before we started, I had like, when we chatted last week, like, what are we going to talk about? And I, I said, shit, I don't know. So, like, I'd have these, like, downloads. I thought we were talking about movies, do we? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to hear what the list? It's a big list. I'll just go through it. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Are these yeah. your movies? If I... Hey, oh, Oh, no, your topics. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but movies. Oh, no, let's go into movies then. Um, Divergent is definitely hands down one of my absolute favourites and um, oh, the the whole series. I just I remember because um, for me, like, I sort of back back in the day, I kind of knew stuff was going on and then I kind of did life for a while and then, you know, didn't really dive down the rabbit holes too much. And then when I did start diving down um, the rabbit holes, di- I, one night I just happened to be at home and Divergent was on and I was just watching it. And my mouth was just dropping, like the amount of truth bombs that was coming through that was just so synchronistic at that time as well too. So I just, it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. And so for me, it was really powerful um, watching that, um, but also just looking at all the different movies that have so much truth in plain sight because 
I mean, it's there, like Back to the Future has so much in it, so many things, you know. Um, Man in Black, we were saying, Inception, movie Lucy. Have you watched movie Lucy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Star Wars just has, to me, it has so uh, so many layers and the, the spiritual aspect of it all and the force, you know, just being the, the interconnected. To me, that's consciousness that we're all a part of. Um, Lord of the Rings. Did I say Men in Black? You said Men in Black. Yeah, we oh, spoke. I think because that was recent. I watched it again recently. Yeah, because didn't I mention to you, <clears throat> what did you say? Men in Black 2. Men in Black yes. 2. Uh, what were we saying? Um, oh, I can't remember now, but you said well, something really good about the man in black too. She's kind of like an octopus kind of like creature thing too. But yeah, man, man yeah. in black one is the whole search is they're searching for the galaxy, right? Yeah. And they find yeah. it's all a microcosm because, and that there's a, there's a big truth in that too, because of what it's telling you, they're searching for this galaxy out there. And the whole time the galaxy was this little ball sitting on the cat. Yes. Um, because I was told the galaxy was on Orion's belt and Orion was actually the cat and the belt yeah. was around its neck. So it was, um, yeah, that, I mean, there's heaps in that movie, but that's, that's the main giveaway yeah. is that, you know, that everything, it, everything's compressed realities. There's yeah. no, there's no out there and no in there. And um, Inception's the exact same concept. Because mm. I spoke about the hero's journey to you before, how you, how you descend down, and that's what they do with Inception. They go dream within a dream within a dream, or you could look at it as reality compressed into it, reality compressed into reality compressed into reality, and then at the when he's so far deep, it's like a hundred years, and that's like an hour in the base reality. Yeah, he slides his way through, and if you remember how they actually trigger out of the realities a lot of the time, they have to have like a click or something that snaps them in. It's usually water. Yes. So again, and this is what Ike was talking about in his book that the, um, the natural fluid-like energy with, that he calls from the upper aeons outside of the synthetic construct is is the base of fluid and water. Mm. And so that that's mirrored in Inception as well too. Yeah. But Thank the you. whole the whole point is so if you looked at like the last dream that they go into that they're in for like an hour. I know he's in for like hundreds of years that um, it all happens in an instant and he pops out, but the learning that he'd had in that realm for a hundred years is real that he now brings back into, if you looked at his base realities, that's his soul. So he's mm -hmm. integrated all that heavy experience that on that level is just a second. Yeah. That's what I think we're doing at the, cause we're not, I don't see human beings at the lowest form of evolution. We're at the, we're at the highest point because we're so compressed down. If you looked at that, as the last dream, that's what the human beings are. Mm. We're in the the highest densely conformed part of the universe. So there's the most learning that occurs on that. And then when you pop out, you know, it's eons of time we've been down here, but the learning, the learning's instant on that level. Yeah. It's huge, isn't it? It just blows your mind. <laughs> it's, I love that. I mean, yeah. But divergence. divergence. Oh, love divergence. And also like, um, one thing I noticed because I watched Men in Black the other day, just the yeah. um, when they open the lockers and the like. So at the end of the movie, they open the locker door. You know, in one of the um, movies, they open the locker and those little creatures are in there. Seems, yeah. Yeah. But when they and at the end of the movie, they open the locker and it's like another Men in Black kind of world. Like we're part of, like we're in a locker. 
if that yeah. makes sense, which I guess is another way of looking at the dream. Yeah, well, it's, a, the dream. it's the same concept again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always found that interesting. But, yeah, Divergent, I just, yeah, I love that. Um, Lucy's really good too, I think. I feel like every time I watch a, a movie, I, 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 I the depth gets more, even like even though you know what's there, you kind of like, because you've been, a, I guess, around the block, so to speak, like your level of consciousness is raised and you, you feel like, you under can understand things on an even even deeper level than you did before because like everything has layers and that's one thing like I really resonate with what you've said like level of con that's one of the things I've got written down basically it just says consciousness and level of consciousness and layers and like understanding things from where you're at it's like walking upstairs isn't it like when you take the first step on a um, staircase like say the staircase is um, your level of consciousness, like the way that you see things and the frequency that you're at, at that point, like that's how you see things, but you walk a few more steps up and you've now got a different vantage point, a different view. And now you've got that depth of uh, wisdom and knowledge there too. So you make decisions based on that as yeah. well, like from, from where you're coming from. You, wonder you, can, um, you never have like the arrogance to like, cause when you get like some new understanding and then, you can never have the arrogance to say you fully understand it because you know, like in fight, it's like watching the movie thing. You go back and watch it again and you pick up so much more. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that's like a trap that we fall into. They're like, you have some new epiphany and now you fully get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you totally don't. Yeah, like, I'm kind of like that now. I'm like, yeah, I've fucking worked it out. I know. <laughs> but, but you know, um, uh, you know, there's always something, there's always something new that's just going to slap you in the face in five years that you haven't even, haven't even considered yeah totally totally and that's the beauty of it too but then you think you know like so like I think we've had this conversation in the past before like you know where we're at now and we think how far we've come to this point what our level of understanding is like just imagine like yeah. one year but 10 years like it's and like I mean there's only there's only two ways you can learn anything you can do it academically through reading and researching stuff or it's lived experience and yeah. for me, I know like when I've, when I've traveled and stuff, I've learned, I've learned more about myself and about the world and about other people just, just by traveling yeah. more than, you know, more than you ever would in a, in a book or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a, a learn as you go person. Like I'm, for me, like, um, I want to be able to not be told how to do it, work out how to do it and do it like in a way that works for me and fall down like falling down many times but to be able to get back up and then you know that's how you grow as well and that's how you get the wisdom that's how you get the compassion as well not only for other people going through the same thing but also yourself because you've you've been in that place or a similar place to others and you can get it you know yeah that's it well that's experience isn't it you learn, yeah. you learn from the experience yeah mm, yeah it's so cool Nature of reality. All right, here we go. Nature of reality, AI, uh, <laughs> consciousness and layers, synchronicity, story of the world, holographic universe, infinity, uh, book you are currently reading, I'd love to know, SRA, holographic blood, something that I was learning about last night on my walk. Um, that was fascinating. Um, if you were to explain what's going on in a nutshell in the world, could you? I've been asked that question before, like how that. Um and 
yeah, free will, why are we here? So they're all the things I had written down and a few other stuff things. So anything that jumps out at you, Dale, grab it, grab onto it. Um, <laughs> well, it. I covered like a bit of that. I'm actually, I'm reading, I'm reading like two books at the moment. I've got, um, I had a friend, Mish, that um, has sent me her book. So I'm like, I was two chapters into that. Yeah. It's like, that was, I really caught my eye. That's good. I'm actually, I'll share that when I finish reading it. Um, so that's her first time reading a book, but I've, I've bought um, Anarchy Lucas's book as well. Mm. That's seven chapters into that. So she's a um, child abuse survivor from the elite Belgium child abuse ring back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually, I'll, I'd love to get her on for a, for a chat, but I won't, I won't do that until I finish her book. Um, I feel like I've watched, she's done interviews. Yeah, it's done quite, a, done quite a few. Yeah. I think she was one of the first that, um, if I'm thinking about the same person, um, that I watched a four-part series on, a, a pretty confronting for um, people who wouldn't have heard of that sort of stuff before. But, yeah, it was the amount of stuff that she talks about. I mean, anyone in that that's been affected by that and tells their story, it's pretty um, full on. But, yeah, it'd be, be awesome if you could chat to her. That would be a great conversation. Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I, I'm like, I, would, I was keen to like set it up, but I'm like, <laughs> I should read her book <laughs> before I can say it. And like, that depends on whether she says yes or not, but hopefully. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What were the other ones you mentioned? Like AI? Yeah. Um, uh, synchronicities, uh, story of the whale. These are just different things that pop down. This is how my brain works. I'll just write it down. What's that one? Oh, the van. <laughs> I wrote down the van that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't maybe don't know this. Yeah, but yeah, does any of that spark your spark a thought? I mean, yeah, I mean, I could go. It depends, like what I'm talk about. Um, I mean, the the whale one's interesting because, like, this is what I mentioned before that I don't, um, I don't feel the same like when you when you write your books. You kind of you said that you'll see like what happens. You don't, you can't pick what um, the next thing that's going to come in or the topic that's going to come up. And this is why um, I was getting triggered on my chat to the people going, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk? I'm like, I don't dictate what I'm going to talk about. It's like when something comes up and then I, I kind of run with it. And mm. with the whale stuff, um, yeah, kind of, it went back to when I, <clears throat> when I went out to central Australia last year and one of the elders told me that the story of the whale there and this is, what, this is what we were saying before too, that you, your level of understanding, like, cause I fully un thought that I got it, what he was talking about. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he talks about this story of the whale coming in from the cosmos and hitting this square like object that he kind of, he said was the earth, but then out of that popped the sun, the earth and the moon. And because I was familiar with Velikovsky and um, Wallace Thornhill and their sort of work on the, um, you know, like the fall of man and the the wars in the in the solar system and the destruction of Moldek, which was a Earth-like planet. Oh, sorry, water-like planet that supposedly, you know, they reckon the comet, certain comets up there have water structures in them and whales and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like making sense, right? It's kind of talking about the destruction of the planet and um. And then it, it related to the other stuff I'd heard with it, like tribal legends in Africa and Central America and what they said about the moon. And then it related to um, what the Gnostics said, how the, all the outer planets were actually part of the synthetic construct and that only the inner planets were part of the original organic and that there was some kind of 
shift anyway. So I looked at here. So what he was saying, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is like some cataclysm that took place. And even the comet was represented as a whale because it's a, it's whale a whale, right? Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And he said that it, it, it matched the alignment on 24th of June, uh, 2022 last year. And that this was going to be the new, the, when this alignment happened, the whale begins to sink. Mm. And then people look at tribal legends and stuff and they go, oh, it's all like, it's fucking mythology. The whale doesn't sing because of a plant. I'm just like, well, is the whale, are we really talking about, like, I, I think it's both. Is it the whale in the ocean or is it a representation and symbology of something else? And then it, it clicked to me recently after reading Ike's book that he was talking again at the, at the fluid-like energy of the organic universe. And I'm like, well, what are whales, right? They're, they're in, and they're mammals that live in water. They're kind of like, they're weird creatures. Mm. does that explain the whale coming in from outside the organic construct and the singing and the alignment of beginning to hear the whale sing is us attuning to the natural fluid like energy or frequency that that lives outside the synthetic construct Mm. Um, and then i started looking at there was another another video i come across that someone sent to me about a year ago and that didn't make a lot of sense until recently as well and it was a whole group of tribal nations they brought together to to sing out the whale dreaming and the story of the whale is the whale came out from the ocean and this is like the creation of humanity the whale came out of the ocean and walked onto land and i'm like well that makes the same sense too if you're talking about that we came from a fluid-like organic construct into the physical realm and that's what they say the demiurge is is the the king of the 3d realm or lucifer right that to and saturn itself that creates physical reality Mm. So I'm like, well, that that makes perfect sense if you if you understand the synthetic mimic or the, the satanic inversion too. What they've done with merchant law is that when the boat comes in, that births the product. Yeah, that, that creates physical reality. And why would so why would they base an entire legal construct on merchant law that's hijacking our natural energy? It's because that is the story of humanity coming from the fluid-like energy into the physical realm and that's why they've had to mimic they've had to mimic and hijack that mm. it's like yeah I, and i mean none of this i was looking into there was just like and this goes into synchronicity too once something comes in and then it's just coming from everywhere and it's like people are like have you seen this have you seen this have you seen <laughs> and then someone sent me the lincoln park video and i'm like wow because that's even like it's got he comes out at the start and he, there's like a, a pendulum that's telling him that he's entered into duality. Yeah. It's, it's even got the Sophia figure that he's sitting on the crown of Sophia. But he and there's a a whale that just keeps floating around in the background like a distant. And I'm like, you couldn't put that any more perfectly symbolically because near the end the whale starts to makes things more abundant. So he's starting to connect in with um the energy and i think that's what to me that's what the whole awakening is i think there's this um technological construct that we're in is starting to break down Mm. i think this does it it's done it many times and as it's starting to break down all it is is we're starting to connect with our higher self or whatever you want to call it or the fluid like energy or or the whale Mm. that what we're seeing now too is that's what the, the breakdown of artificial of like trying to create um, another synthetic construct within the synthetic construct now that they're trying to do with things like the metaverse. Yeah. Because this one's breaking down. So they're having to put us into another compression. Mm. Um, 
because that's what I spoke about before that the within the holographic universe that they're all compressed realities but if you've got a synthetic false universe that because it's mimicking the organic it's also making compressions as well yeah so basically it's like a race to put us into another synthetic com compression or we stay centered with nature mm. and um and just connect with that mm. do you think we i mean because it's do you see like um like a, t a two world split with that happening or do you see everyone going in that way or and or do you see a big reset happening that gets talked about as well like as in I mean the splits already the splits already obvious you can Yeah see the splits but, obvious yeah and I don't think yeah like people are like thinking like some weird sort of split that we're going to like visually see and it's like it's it's all energetic it's already it's yeah. there anyway when you're trying to communicate with someone that is hooked to that um like all no that. you're on different frequencies you can't yeah, have a conversation like, it's already so it's already happening i think mm. that, that split yeah um, oh definitely. definitely yeah but i don't i don't see any ascension as us turning into an instant light body or like um you know all those kind of things i just see it as like you just we start naturally attuning to what what the organic universe actually is and like mm. stuff will start to break down and all that is that's all happening now it's truth truth's coming out we're, we're looking yeah. at looking at the world in a different way that that is the, um just allowing that frequency to come in i guess that and maybe that's people some people that are leaving this realm is we're all heading down that path and then other people aren't attuning to it so they're they're exiting mm, yeah yeah you've spoken about that before as well i think a long time ago talking about people exiting and i mean i uh, don't know but yeah yeah i mean and all you can really do is i mean all we all we can do is um tap learn to tap into our intuition as best as possible follow that i mean like you do with your when you do your videos and create you're creating from what you're guided to you know, for want of a better term, like higher self or all-knowing self is and and just speaking from that place. So when we tap into our intuition and are more discerning in, in this time that we're in or any time we're in, the more of us that come back to that, the more, I guess, nat the more natural that we're living. Um, I didn't articulate that very well either, but you know, right. you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's it's all the intuition too because it, even with the... With the um, AI and stuff it's all operating it's all operating within the mind yeah um and like the pursuit of consciousness is a big one because like it's all the pursuit of knowing through the mind and mm. see it even like within freemasonry in the catholic church and stuff it's all very pioneer gland focused and they're like you know within ancient egypt and stuff like that too yeah but you know that's um to me it's it's the intuition it's so mm. uh, that's that's the knowing. I mean, you're supposed to operate between the intellect and, and the heart, but yeah. it's, yeah, I think it's that simple. Mm. And you can't, it can't explain knowing like when you know something like when someone will say, well, how do you know that? And it, you, you can't explain the knowing like it's that, it's just that inner, when you, when you deeply connect or resonate with something you just know like it doesn't have words it's not a belief it's it's just an, a knowing isn't it we we hang shit on my mum all the time too because she, we're like she's oh, like, oh, we're like oh fuck here we go it's the knowing again it's the 
oh, I just know. We're like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I, actually, do you know, like, uh, I've mentioned this before, and it's true, like, people who play sport will know this. It's, um, like when I've said like before, when I'm, if um, I'm doing a video or whatever, sometimes I won't even know what I've kind of said because it's, it, you know, I don't like to say channeling, but it's, there's something else coming through, right? Yeah. A lot of the time too. And, um, and this is why like, if you look at the AFL, it's such a, it's such a classic case of satanic inversion, like how they've, they've taken out because there's a natural flow of the game and how the game should be played right and i look at that game as like that's like that's a game of the creator there's like to me I, i'm serious like same yeah. as soccer and that too and those that have played it will know there's like when you get into that flow of the game you are like there's no time you're yeah. not you're not yeah. thinking about where you're gonna run you're not and like when you when you start to play really well you just you actually start just reading the game you're running to the right spot you're like it's like that with any sport. When you get into that that flow, that's like real, um, real spirituality and practice. And particularly in a team sport, because you're all kind of like moving together, um, and there's a non-verbal communication that's going on that people just know where to. Okay. Like you know, like with the Cracker Brothers and stuff like that. That they, the Cracker Brothers used to always kick it to each other, and they'd always find each other. And there was like this intuitive understanding of of how each other was playing that. Mm. that's why I, I like to look at people, people say oh, oh, why do you talk about the AFL when all this shit's going on I'm like that is like one one microcosm like we're talking before like men in black that's one mm. microcosm of the, of the expression of this distortion of what um, of how they've taken over influence and destroyed a spiritual game mm. yeah but you're right with the in flow thing like I, I mean I've played netball as a little tacker but even then like when you you do you get into that flow of the game it's just like everyone knows where to go and that I guess that's when you're in the flow of life the game of life and you just know where to go things pour in like you were saying before you have these synchronicities you know everything and you just you know you're in alignment with what you know you're supposed to be doing and then if something happens that then sort of kicks you off that or you find yourself off it, something will bring you back in to keep you in that flow. Because I guess being in that, I mean, that's the ultimate, isn't it? Is being aligned and in flow with what it is that we're here to do, whatever that is for each of us as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've even noticed like when I, when I've done like interviews and stuff like that too, like if I, if I come in, particularly if I don't know the person that well, and I'm like, I'm thinking as soon as I start thinking, I'm like, you're in trouble. It's shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to like, you're thinking or formulating how you might answer something or like, yeah, it's, but when it, yeah, when it just flows, that's when, that's when the magic happens. It is, isn't it? It's the magic. It's a, it, it is. And that is, that is the magic being in flow. People talk about it in so many different ways. Like to, to me, it's just being in alignment and just allowing, observing, but still taking action as well. Like, um if you if there's something that you want to do still taking that action and being aligned while doing it you know mm. yeah well, yeah well if you're not going with the flow if you're not taking the action because it's like the the intuition should dictate what the action. The action. I mean, it's it's, e- it's easier said than done right like yeah. life gets life gets in the way and it's like yeah. um but yeah it's more like blocking out the 
all the questions as to why or should I or that doesn't feel right or it doesn't make logical sense mm. to, yeah, no, that feels right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I heard someone say this the other day and, you know, when you just go, I can't believe I didn't think of that. But um, like when they spoke about the law of attraction and the word attraction has the word action in it, like you don't just um, sit there and do nothing, you know, <laughs> you've got to take the action. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's um that's been the problem with a lot of the new age because there's core spiritual understandings, but it's a it's a real imbalance focused on the unseen world. Mm. Uh, very little emphasis on action. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> It, um, I don't know how long we've been talking for. We've done a got, done a good stint, haven't we? We've been going well. Is there anything you want to um, chat about um, before I just tell everyone where they can find you and all that jazz? Because that felt like five minutes, but it, it hasn't been. <laughs> I could chat to you for days, Dale. That's all right. Yeah, well, we can do another one if you want. Um, yeah, great. No, nah, no, nah, that's it. I'm pretty. It's pretty good. Feeling pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so where where can people find you um i know but tell everyone and i'll for everyone watching i will link that all in the um description as well so you can just click through but take it away uh, Dale. uh we have best place probably is probably on telegram i post everything on there yeah um yeah yeah i'd, I'd say telegram that's like the go-to i'll just uh, i'll put pretty much everything on there yeah but i'm um I'm doing, um, we're doing like a 12 week, um, conference, me and Madeline Doherty too. That we're oh, awesome. Up. So yeah, this, this is going to be really good actually. So, um, yeah, those who don't know Madeline, she's, she's pretty cool. And she's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like, I mean, I, w I wouldn't do this with most people that kind of, um, yeah, I just yeah, I just wouldn't because I, I definitely I've always aligned with most of what <laughs> what she sort of speaks about and definitely all of what she stands for. But yeah, anyway, mm -hmm. there's gonna be a heap of guests and stuff. So if people want to check out her page too, maybe you want to put that in. Yeah, send me the so, link uh, for that. Yeah. Sky, Sky to Earth. So we're starting that next month. Awesome. And, um yeah, that'll be cool. Awesome. All right. I'll put all of that in the description. Um, that will be fantastic. And then so people can just link through to that. Um, yeah. So really, Dale, it's just been bloody awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much yeah, for hanging out. Good yeah. yeah, finally. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> good to have the chin wag. Uh, we'll definitely do it again. That'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, so aside from that, everyone, thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Uh, like I said, you can chat uh, and connect with Dale on his Telegram page and I'll put the link to the 12-week course with Madeline as well. Um, and yeah, and everything else will be in the description or the show notes of the um, podcast. So thanks again for being here and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Narita. See ya.